You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Ladies and gentlemen, on behalf of the California Angels and the City of Los Angeles, on the occasion of Her Majesty's royal visit, please welcome internationally renowned opera star Enrico Palazzo. It's Enrico Palazzo! You should have been pulled in the form of they have faith in you. You should have been pulled in the fit that they had faith in you. And you. You are now tuned in to the Palazzo Podcast, the original fantasy baseball version. That's right. Christopher Deary and Michael Govier are together again talking fantasy baseball just the way the show was meant to be heard. We welcome you into this special edition post-winter meetings with some analysis on all the free agent moves, some of the trades, and everything else that's been happening in MLB recently that you want to hear about from your boys. Remember... Govier works at FTN, and FTN has a draft guide coming out very soon. Go to FTNFantasy.com right now, sign up for a subscription, use that promo code MJGovier, and you're going to get that 2023 Fantasy Baseball Guide featuring a loaded list of luminaries from the fantasy baseball world. You're going to love it. FTNFantasy.com. Today, Christopher Deary is so excited to be back on the air with his pal, Govier, and they're going to give you everything you ever wanted. This is a baseball-only show. There's no football, so don't you worry. So make yourself a hot toddy and settle in for the show of shows when it comes to fantasy baseball, the Palazzo Podcast. Take it away, boys! Utah. Hey, Give me two. It's the Palazzo Podcast. Look at that. The two of us. Just the two of us. Me and Christopher Deary live for the Palazzo Podcast. Two L's, two Z's, wherever you can find it across the stratosphere. We're here to talk about the fallout from the winter meetings. And the Tigers made a trade. And they traded for a guy that I have gotten to interview and know a little bit in real life, which is totally bizarre. It's not about me, but damn it, it's just so damn fascinating that Justin Henry Malloy, of all the teams of baseball, was traded to our Detroit Tigers yesterday. So I guess now there's a reason for me to be excited about the Detroit Tigers, dear. He's pretty wild. I was wondering if they were going to make any moves this winter meetings. I didn't expect them to sign any big-time free agents, but they made a kind of savvy move. I don't think Jimenez is someone who's going to be within their you know, back end of their bullpen in the future. He was probably going to be a trade deadline guy this year. So they trade him in the offseason. It's the first, first move that Harris has made, and it looks like uh, we've got a couple decent prospects in return. So maybe a little bit of excitement for the Tigers. Absolutely. Go Tigers. Justin Harry Malloy could play third base. He could play left field. He's got power. As he said in our interview, which you can see, so me and Benjamin Chase from the Prospects Power Half Hour, we interviewed him in Arizona last month, live from his living room. He lives in Scottsdale while he was playing in Arizona Fall League. That gave him a pretty nice apartment, actually. I was surprised how nice the apartment was. You can see for yourself, 
by checking out the video on our YouTube channel. It's been updated to say, hey, he's a Tiger now, but it was his perspective at that moment in that time, live from Arizona. Justin Henry Malloy, I know this. This is one thing I know for sure, Deary. He's a very level-headed dude. He's got great mentality for a guy who was 21 years old and we talked here. He had wisdom beyond his years. Imagine you and me, Deary, <laughs> at 21 years old. Can't do it. I mean, it was stupid. We were idiots. We were morons. Justin Harry Malloy is way ahead of where we were at this age. So that alone, including his talent, gives me a very, very optimistic view of him being a rock-solid player at the very least at the major league level someday soon. Yeah, I like the move. I mean, it's a position of need for the Tigers. They need a bat. Obviously, their bats were a disaster last year. Candelario's no longer with them. They need a third baseman. Maybe this guy's the guy of the future. I am confident that Justin Henry Malloy will be someone that we could all be rooting for. Comerica Park down the road. Go Tigers. Y'all be loving him. He's going to be a perfect fit in Detroit for sure. Can't wait. Hopefully, maybe we can get him on the show soon once he settles in because he still has to make the show. He hasn't debuted in the major leagues Likely goes to Toledo to start, but there's still so much, dearie. Spring training and all this crap that needs to happen first. So we're rooting for Justin Henry Malloy, and we can't wait to see what happens next. But it's been a while since we've done a show. I mean, we took, you know, the baseball season ended, so I was happy to take a break. I've been working on football, started doing football on this show because I like covering football. I think you hate football now. Is that true? <laughs> I, I do one fantasy league I, by teams like 500. I'm not going to make the playoffs. So, I mean, still check in, but I'm a, I'm a fantasy baseball guy. You are a fantasy baseball guy. He's staking his claim, folks. He's putting himself on the map. He's not a football guy. Although, the Michigan Wolverines have had quite a run. I mean, boy, where you been? <laughs> I feel like... <laughs> Michigan murdered. I know you go to Thanksgiving every year. You guys, you and Christina go out to New York. So that's, that's always, you're always going to watch your Ohio State game out there, which was one of the most incredible games ever. But the Wolverines are really looking like absolute national title contenders, not just being there like they were last year. Yeah, I think they uh, they got a little lucky by playing TCU. Doesn't mean it's going to be an easy matchup, but I think it's the matchup that the Wolverines needed. And to Jesus Christ, to go twelve and zero and be in the college football playoff to avoid Georgia. I wish they could just play Georgia right now, but I am super stoked. New Year's Eve is going to be an absolute blast this year. I was dead to rights last week when we had uh, the Big Ten title. I've been sick for a good two two and a half weeks here, but uh, yeah, yeah, I'm excited. Gonna have to get some plans going here for New Year's. Yeah, what happened? You got the bogus flu. Yeah, it's like, it's not COVID. It's just something that's been going on for like two weeks. A bunch of people at work have been in the same boat and uh, I've been on and off. I took yesterday off work because I didn't feel well again yesterday. But uh, knowing that we had this pod tonight, I texted you earlier in the week. I'm like, hey, man, I'm ready to pod. I'm deep diving into my fantasy research. Let's get on the pod and start talking about these winter meetings. Lock it in. I like it. Deary's here. He's back with me. Uh, you know, we're not doing weekly baseball shows yet because, yeah, we're taking a break too, but we're getting close to gear up here. January's a couple weeks away. We'll start doing regular shows again. And I know last year, Deary, you felt like we, uh, look, the lockout bummed us out last year. We People forget, take yourselves back in time, folks. Think about a year ago now, we were enduring a lockout. There was no action. There was a flurry of moves up until December 1st, right? Remember that deadline, Deary? That's putting it mildly. And then it died. Nothing was said. And nothing was done until the deal finally got done and baseball happened. We're not doing that this time. We got to get the hot stove cooking right now. We got a, we got a hot flame. We got action galore. That's what we're going to talk about here. So I know that you want us to do a better job. or How would you describe it? How would you like us to approach the 2023 preparation as a show for our diehard Palazzo podcasters. Yeah, you were you were so bummed out last year. It's like you just you just didn't want to do it. You just weren't into it. I wasn't into it either. We were optimistic that something was going to happen, but we didn't get into the game until much later. I mean, previous years, you know, December, January, we're cooking. We're doing four or five shows a week. Got a little late to the game last year, and we didn't want to just do the normal, hey, let's go to first base, do our rankings. Obviously, if you've listened to our podcast, we like to have a little fun. So I think the fun is going to start a little earlier this year. So once we hit January 1, expect weekly shows from us. Yeah, I tell you what. 
it's gonna be a lot of fun this year and i'm very much excited i am i am truly excited talk off season we have all these moves going on the winter meetings and don't forget the discord is still alive and well if you've never been in our discord it's totally free pop in there i'll throw the link in the live chat if you're new to the show if you checked out the justin henry malloy interview and you're checking this show out this is the main show me and christopher deary we do the main palazzo podcast when we're in season, we're doing this regularly, sometimes twice a week at least. And then we have the Prospects Power Half Hour that I do with Benjamin Chase. That's a quick half-hour show every Thursday at 5 p.m. If you're into Prospects, you can go there for that. This is available on YouTube. It's available on your preferred podcast platform like Spotify. Give us a five-star review. Apple Podcasts, if you've never reviewed the show, the year is ending here. Give us a review on Apple Pods. Five stars, please. Thank you very much. We would really appreciate that. We'll lock that in as well. That's it for all the messaging here, I think. Message! Let's, you know, shit. Let's, uh, what do they call it? How does the show work? Do you remember? Leading what do off. We do now? Leading off? Are we leading off? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I mean, you think about all the mistakes we've made in our lives. <laughs> All this is them? just another example of that. We're just rusty. That's all it is. We don't know what we're doing. We're just we're just two guys here live on a show. We got a Thursday Night Football kicking off right now, too, by the way. So Who's you excited for that, dearie? Oh, Who's it's the Rams and the Raiders. You're not excited? Go Raiders. Go Raiders. All right, let's get to leading off. Okay, so leading off, really all it is today is we just want to talk about all these moves and how they're going to impact the 2023 fantasy perspective, okay, fantasy baseball perspective, not just your team's chances of winning a title. Deary, the Houston Astros won the World Series, by the way. Justin Verlander's a two-time champ now. Congratulations. Utah. Give me two. Give me two. And he joined Max Scherzer as he's taking his talents to New York. The Mets have the old Tigers rotation. Partially together. By the way, Rick Porcello retired this week. He's done. I, at I saw that. He hasn't pitched in a couple of years. I mean, the guy's still young. I'm surprised he didn't, uh, you know, catch on with the team last year. Uh, decent career. Uh, obviously, he was with Detroit. Won a Cy, Cy Young, Young in Boston. Yeah. Should have never happened. That should have gone to Verlander that year. But uh, you know, g- good career for uh, Porcello. Yeah, it only looks worse now because <laughs> it's just it's so stupid. It never should have happened. But he did win a Cy Young, and the fact that he's retiring at 33 goes to show you that. He doesn't have the stuff to be that guy who should win a Cy Young in my mind because even at this age, there's guys like Jacob DeGrom who just signed. I know Jacob DeGrom's one of the best pitchers in baseball, but at 34 years old, he signed a five-year deal for $185 million. Deary, tell me, which deal do you like better and which player are you more excited about from a fantasy perspective in 2023? Is it Justin Verlander? With the Mets, or is it Jacob DeGrom with the Rangers? Oh, man. Uh, I, I think I'm going with Verlander here. Verlander was a guy that I was really zeroing in on last year. Most people had him outside of their top 20 starting pitching rankings. I had him inside the top 10. I believe I had him at seven. This guy just does not age. He's now 40 years old. Two-year deal here with the Mets. I think he's going to be electric again. Maybe he doesn't put up what he did the last few years in Houston, but the guy's a workhorse. And, you know, on the flip side, DeGrom, Obviously injured the last couple of years, arm problems, shoulder problems. So, you know, the book still needs to be written about him, what he's going to do in Texas. But two pretty big deals. I mean, just looking at these these pitchers and some of the deals uh, that we're looking at in the offseason here, you got guys that are legends, guys that are going to be Hall of Famers, moving squads. So, you know, DeGrom leaves, goes to Texas. Mets say, hey, let's go out and get one of the best pitchers of all time in Justin Verlander. I'm looking at Verlander still being a top 15 guy next year. DeGrom. Obviously, he has the talent to be a top five, top three pitcher in the league, but there's going to be yeah. a little trepidation because of those issues with injuries over the past few years. Yeah. You know, DeGrom is a guy that I never draft. I just don't draft him because I don't want to play the game. There's too much risk there for me. To me, I feel like there's too much uncertainty. And when he does pitch, it's fun. It's a lot of fun, right? I mean, he's such a damn good pitcher, but I need guys, and this is more important for me than ever going into 2023. Again, early stages for me. I admit it freely, dearie. People have been hitting me up like, hey, you want to do a draft? Hey, you want this new Gladiator format? Have you heard about this, dearie? The Gladiator format? Uh, Refresh my memory on it. I heard a lot of people talking about it. I don't even know. I I think it's just (laughs) a... I think I do know off the top of my head. It's a 23-man 
draft. That's it. Okay. There's no bench. You just use the players you draft, and it's a roto five by five standings. That's it. So okay. Nobody can add players. There's no additions. It's even shorter than uh, draft champions, which is 50 rounds, and you can change lineups. You just have the lineup you have for the entire season, and that's it. So there's no maintenance whatsoever. Mm -hmm. How do you feel? Well, I'm proud of you that you're waiting to draft. Um, Yeah. It's kind of been my thing for the last few years. Why are people drafting so early? Why are people drafting when there are guys like Carlos Correo, Brandon Nimmo, Rodon, Swanson that are still free agents? I could not do that. That's given me too much anxiety. I cannot put my money where my mouth is when we're not even close to the season yet. So I usually will wait till February. Good for you, buddy. I like to hear that. I am with you. I'm feeling like it's a good time to wait. I don't want to, I've learned guys. I've learned from my own mistakes. I don't want to rush into things. I'm taking my time. I don't care how many more people ask me to join leagues. By the way, are you coming back to the big dynasty league we're in with our buddy, Robbie Baseball, shout out to him. He hit me up the other day and he said, hey, uh, you guys coming back? I told him I'm definitely coming back. I got to lead the Pittsburgh Pirates to a World Series victory. Yeah, I'm not going to be a one and done team here. I mean, there's been a lot of turnover in that league and I want to be someone who's dependable, who can be there every year. I was right around 500 last year with my Washington national team. Got some guys that are free agents. So we'll see how this uh, draft shakes out and how the free agency shakes out. I don't have a ton of money, but learned a lot last year. Big ups to Robbie for inviting us last year. I'm really excited to be a part of it, and I will be there again this year. Yeah, that was the league. If you guys are not familiar with us, we joined. It's a full-on 30-team dynasty, full rosters with full salaries, too. So you have a $210 million salary cap? Is that what it was? Yeah, 210. I think it goes up every year. It may go up another $5 million or so this year, but, uh, yeah, I think it was 210 last year. Yeah, so I- I'm excited about it. And I'm definitely not leaving. I told him, I'm not leaving. I'm staying. I'm involved. I'm committed. It's just a matter of time for me. I, I got to be, I don't know. I want to take my time and be patient. And I may have joined too many Dynasty Leagues, though, dear. That's a problem because mm. I did I did join another one. Oh, hey, look who's here. Guile's here. What's up, Guile? City Field suppresses hitters, too. <laughs> what? Is that true, Guile? Is that true, Deary? What does Gail Gomez know? Come on now. He couldn't even yeah. win the future last year because he got knocked oh, out. Knocked wow. out. Talking oh. shit here. Uh, Jamie wants to know, rank the Padres Bogarts t- Soto Tatis for redraft. Who would you rather have? You got Xander Bogarts, who just signed a big deal, $280 million, 11-year deal with the San Diego Padres. So now they've got Bogarts, and they got Tatis, Soto. and they've got Machado. Machado. So, yeah, but he wants us to rank Bogart, Soto, Tatis for redraft. Uh, to me, it's still Soto's number one here, even though his batting average fell off the face of the earth last year. At this time, on December 8th, 2022, I actually did something related to Tatis. We talked about partial season superstars when I was at First Pitch Arizona mm-hmm. a month ago for Baseball HQ's big event, which was awesome. And I was on a panel talking about partial season superstars, and I advocated for Tatis. I said, I will draft him still. I will still ride at Tatis' train because he's very talented. And if he's playing center field, that's fine. I'm fine with that. So I like him, but I'm still taking Soto, I think, first with Tatis second. Of course, Bogart's third in this uh, ranking of Padres. I agree. Yeah. Okay, good. That's it. I'm waiting to do a mock draft, says Jamie. I'd rather see where the guys fall to. Most diehards are willing to do mock drafts. Nope. I don't do mock drafts. You guys go to town. In fact, uh, Bob Dole, who's from the... uh, I still don't know who he is, dearie. He's from the Discord. His name's Bob Dole. And he's never revealed himself to me, so he could be anybody. But he wants to do a show about this big mock draft that everybody did in the plots of Discord a couple weeks ago. And I'm happy to do a show about it and talk about it, but I'm not going to participate in mock drafts. I find them surplus, a waste of time, really void of any meaning. And people don't draft in the way they would draft in real life. Even if you tell me you're going to draft, the, I'm drafting how I draft in a real draft. When there's no stakes, it just changes the game. Yeah, there's, it's too much fuck around Brown. Like, there's going to be just too many people that are in there. Like, I'm boosting this guy up. They're going to draft who they want. And then there's people like, are you getting into a mock where everyone's going to be serious? If you're doing one on Yahoo or CBS or, you know, even NFBC, like, it's just a mock draft. Like, I can't take those 
serious. I mean, it's a good way to like kind of map out your strategy, but do you know yep. that the other 14 people that are going to be in your mock are going to take it as serious as you? I mean, go ahead and look at some of the leagues that are drafting. Look at those ADPs. Look how teams are being built. Look how they're shaking out. But I'm not a mock draft guy either. That's putting it mildly. You're damn right about that, James. Deary, which of the signings that have all happened over the last week, what player are you most impressed is not the word which player excites you the most now or has actually intrigued you for the first time which player by moving to a new team has really risen on your radar like i gotta have that person now or i'm very very interested in drafting such and shuts because of the new deal or the new environment they're in you know, it's, yeah, that's really interesting. I mean, I could go with a guy like Trey Turner. Obviously, he's going to be a top three guy drafted anyways, no matter where he's at. Um, I think Bogart's in a lineup that is going to be killer, is going to be really nice. Um, I actually like the signing of uh, Jameson Tyon. I like that signing with the oh. Cubs. If you look deeper into Tyon, his numbers were not that bad last year. He's still only 31 years old. All those arm and shoulder issues are behind him. Four-year deal with the Cubs. I think he could be a sneaky, you know, top 30, top 35 guy looking at like an SP4, SP5. He's someone that could really help you out. Um, Josh Bell with Cleveland, I like a lot. I mean, Cleveland's oh. offense was not that great last year, but I think he's going to help them out a ton this year at first base, a guy who can hit for average, hit for power. So I think both of those signings are really nice. Um, and the big signings, I mean, you know, Judge, at, at no point did I ever think Judge was not going to go back to the Yankees. It's funny to think that, you know, there was some other huge offers out there and he went back. But, uh, yeah, it's kind of those under-the-radar the ones uh, that I'm really interested in. And there's still a few that I'm really, really excited to see what's going to happen, specifically a guy like Brandon Nimmo, a guy who I think he's probably going to go back to the Mets. Uh, leadoff guy, had 100 runs last year. He's got a little bit of speed. I'm really interested to see where Nimmo goes as we move into, you know, the – the next phase of free agency here. Well, the Cubs gain Tyone, who he's not their number one. I mean, you've got Stroman there still. Kyle Hendricks is trash. Uh, Justin Steele is really good in terms of a strikeout pitcher. He gets incredible K numbers, and I love his potential to get the whiff. But uh, I don't know. Tyone in Wrigley <laughs> Field, the kind of guy who doesn't he's he's not consistent enough for me he might have some really good games here and there but i'm gonna have to look more into the numbers because i'm mildly concerned that he could struggle although he's a fairly decent ground ball pitcher right i mean he had a 40 percent ground ball rate at new york yankee stadium last year which no one ever calls it by the way new york yankee stadium yeah hey, i play at new york yankee stadium nobody ever <laughs> says that that's stupid uh, his career ground ball rate's 43%, so that's basically right around where he was. But he's had a higher ground ball rate when he was with Pittsburgh, which was approaching 50% overall. I would like to see more of that, especially at Wrigley Field. When that wind blows a certain way, it could cause you a lot of problems. And that home run to fly ball rate, which was at 12% last year, and career is 122 could go up. I've got issues with that. I'm not excited about Tyone in Wrigley Field. Some of the other pitcher signings, though, that I'm interested in, Taiwan Walker stays in the NL East, goes to the Phillies, who are coming off a World Series appearance with one of the worst records in all the qualifying teams in baseball. doesn't matter, though. They qualified, they got in, and they went to the World Series, and you can never take that away from them. But adding Taiwan Walker to that rotation, and, of course, Trey Turner is the big signing, the $300 million deal. Get to play with his buddy Bryce Harper. Apparently, by the way, Deary, Trey Turner turned down more money from the Padres, I think it was, to play with Philly. <laughs> Padres if, were gil- your, willing to give up billions of dollars. I know. I love it. It's awesome. Also, uh, Galgamesh says maybe Nimmo's power numbers creep up too. Oh, that could be fun. Hey, Deary, I agree. Give me Verlander, no Crawford boxes, and a mysteriously low exit velo in Queens. Ooh. Okay, that's fun. <laughs> Nemo's power numbers would also increase if he signs elsewhere, according to Guile. So that's interesting. Fair enough. Look, okay. Trey Turner is going to do what Trey Turner does. I don't think this really changes his value that much unless we're certain he's leading off. And don't just... Lock in on roster resource, folks. Don't go to fan graphs and go to roster resource and be like, oh, that's it. That must be the way it is. 
I'm not dissing roster resource, but they it's not the gospel. And I've been saying this for a couple of years, okay? If Trey Turner ends up leading off, that's going to be a little bit more of a boost to his value as opposed to a guy like Tatis, who I don't see leading off in San Diego and also is suspended for the first 20 games or 23 games. I think he comes back April 20th. So when you talk about comparing guys, where they signed, how they look in this draft scenario of 2023 is that slowly takes shape. Trey Turner's value pretty much stays the same. If he goes to the leadoff spot, bumps a tad. But I do like Taiwan Walker as someone to avoid. I'm not. I'm going to avoid Taiwan Walker. City Field's a better place to pitch than Citizens Bank Park. And I think only Aaron Nola and certain guys who are really, really good, like Mr. Wheeler and the future exalted one, Andrew Painter. By the way, Andrew Painter got a ton of buzz at first pitch when I was out there, Deary. Everyone, you're going to hear a ton mm-hmm. of Andrew Painter talk over the le- next two months because everyone's already hyping up saying, Andrew Painter's going to be in the starting rotation for the Phillies this year. Slow your roll, folks. Slow down. Okay? <laughs> but I'm not a fan of the Taiwan Walker deal to Philly. I don't like it. Yeah, I mean, it's similar to Tyon. Like, can he get those strikeouts above, you know, eight per nine, which is not what it was at last year. Um, you know, you bring up Andrew Painter. He is in my 30-team dynasty league. I drafted him last year. I got offers weekly for him last year. It was a bunch of trash for him. Um, <laughs> and I, I'm obviously holding on to him. This guy's a huge strikeout guy. Uh, I believe he's like 6'5", six, 6'6". Six, six. He's a huge guy. Um, so we'll, we'll see, but I mean, slow your roll. We got to make sure this guy makes it to the majors first. Yeah. You got to make the majors first. I've been told that before. Some people are surprised by that message, but it is true. It does matter. It's important. Wow, dude. Okay. Uh, here. God, so many moves, so much exciting Stuff happening in baseball. We're live here in the Palazzo Podcast. Two L's, two Z's. Make sure you follow us wherever Give we do two. stuff. And I'll drop the Discord link in the live chat if you're new to the show. Me and Deary are just talking about the winter meetings fallout. Also, Mitch Hanniger went to the Giants. This is the less talked about deal, but I love this deal. I would much rather take Mitch Hanniger on a shorter deal than the Aaron Judge mega deal that he <laughs> would have demanded from San Francisco. Love Hanniger. I know Hanniger can be hurt at times, but... Oh, Hitch Manager. Did I say that? Or is that your Hitch Manager? Hitch Manager. AJ Hinch? That's weird. Either way, Deary, I love Hanniger in San Francisco. And the way that ballpark is played now, there's been more opportunity for power. And I still think that Mitch Hanniger can hit 30 bombs in San Francisco. I really do. Yeah, I mean, we saw it two years ago, and he just wasn't healthy last year. I think when he's healthy, he's a guy who who can hit 30. So that's a really under-the-radar uh, signing that, you know, hasn't gotten much pub yet. But he's a guy who could give you 80 RBIs and 30 home runs. So that's a sneaky bet to get later in your draft. Oh, it's a smart deal, too. It's a two-year deal. You pay a lot of money in the short term. And if you can get anything close to the 2021 season where he had a ridiculous year. I mean, it's stunning to me that his WRC Plus in 2021 – was only 121 because it must be the bad OP. Oh, I see now why that is. Look, weighted runs created plus, it relies on OBP, it relies on walks, it relies on production, but it also relies on the complete picture too. You got to get hits, you got to get walks too. So if you have 39 home runs, 110 runs scored and 100 RBI, which Mitch Hanniger had in 2021, that's a great that's a great snapshot, those three numbers, right, Deary? But... It was kind of empty in the triple slash. He didn't even have a 500 slugging. That's another important part of WRC+. Plus. So mm-hmm. Wild. That actually does give me pause. And now I'm just kind of noticing this in real time because that that's that. When you looked at his fan graph line in, in 2021, played 157 games. He didn't miss any time. He was flawless, but pretty weak in the actual triple slash in some of the I don't know, we'll call them analytical numbers. That 121 WRC plus makes that 39 homer 100 RBI season seem a little bit more empty than I realized until just now. Little fluky? I think his power is always legit, but the OBP has been slipping. He has a career 335 OBP. That is not what I would have expected out of him. Mm. And the guy who doesn't walk enough to get on base enough and to drive the ball enough to crack a 500 slugging, he's never had a 500 slugging in either of the two seasons where he played big amount of innings. He played 157 games in 2018 and 2021, okay? 
and he didn't have a 500 slugging. He had a 493 in 2018, but and that was a 137 WRC plus. But the 2019 season was a loss for him. And of course, 2020 he didn't play the COVID bozo year. I don't know. Maybe I'm reconsidering this now that we're talking it out. Again, I got a lot of research to do before I finalize all of my draft prep. But Mitch Hanniger, maybe I'm pulling back from. Maybe I'm less excited now. Look at that. Took you five minutes to talk yourself out of it. How old is Mitch Hanniger now? He's 31. 31? God, that went fast. (laughs) Well, I mean, his balls exploded. It was hell on earth, and uh, he got old, you know? (laughs) Oh, here we go. Yeah, look who's in here. My hot photo here, Triple X 69s in here. All right, Good all to, right. So glad yeah. you guys could join us. I love when they join the live <laughs> back chat. Back rubs Thanks. by Deary. That's right. Deary's back rubs. Thanks for being here, Triple X 69. Did you know that we sold out and we now have advertisements? Yeah, we've gone mainstream. We're getting $6. That's right. We've made 6 bucks so far. Can you believe it? What a dream come true, $6. Anyways, I wanted to give you some preparation, some time to be cognizant that a commercial is coming your way i'm not just gonna throw a commercial mid sentence on you i wouldn't do that i respect you and i know that's annoying so here's a countdown for the upcoming advertisement from starbucks or spectrum comcast apple who the hell knows three a two one you have one unheard message Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow. (laughs) I could really use Current. (laughs) I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. You know, I want to remind people that what happens now doesn't dictate league winners. But I think a lot of people, they jump on the train, you know. They see a guy at a new place who's already produced, and they think that's going to continue. Free agent signings are great in the first year or two, but depending, especially a lot of them are usually around 30, right? Because that's how Major League Baseball works. You don't really hit free agency until you're about 30, uh, the exceptions being Bryce Harper's, the Juan Soto's of the world who come up so early that they're able to get to free agency by the time they're 26 or so. So, I don't know. I'd, I'd be really cautious about all of these signings. There's certain ones that I'll like, but I'm overall going to be very cautious about jumping on free agents in my drafts because, I don't know, there's just a history of a lot of free agency not going the way you think it'll go. Yeah, I mean, new place, new team, new hitting coaches, new pitching coaches, new environment that you're surrounded by, new ballparks. You could be playing against teams that are going to be completely different, which we do need to talk about this schedule next year as well. We'll do a lot of that as we get into doing more shows. I think what I'm most interested in is within the community – people that are serious players or people that are even just casual players, who are going to be the guys that everybody starts 
climbing aboard on. There's those two or three guys every year that this is the year they make the big jump and people will reach for them and it won't work out. And then there'll be those guys that don't even get drafted that end up top 150 players. Saw it a couple of years ago with a guy like Adolis Garcia, who had another good season last year. I'm really interested to find out who those guys end up being. And I take caution on a lot of these guys. I try to look at track record. I try to look at, you know, if if they're going to make a jump, what are those underlying numbers that they showed last year within those statistical categories that could warrant a jump up this year? So that's the thing that I'm most interested in as we go into the offseason here leading up to drafts. The schedule's a great point. In fact, Jacob DeGrom was the ideal example for me. I talked about it when I posted my video last Friday on my Twitter, which is at MJ Govier. Follow me there and follow Christopher Deary, of course, at C. Deary. Deary is in dearly beloved. C. Deary 1999. But DeGrom will not get to just load up on the Oakland A's for five or six starts. Not happening because the schedule has changed. We're going to have more balance in the schedule, and I'm so stoked about that. I'm so sick of the same old, same old AL Central coming through. A bunch of games against the Guardians, the Royals, the Twins. So boring. Ah, God, it's so boring. That's putting it mildly. So I'm excited about the schedule change, Deary. But just remember that. You're not going to get Jacob DeGrom to load up on his division. If you liked him moving to the ALS, well, don't get too excited about it because he doesn't get to just feast on a bottom barrel team like Oakland, which should be a bottom barrel team. (laughs) But another guy who I think of free agency, not interested whatsoever, Carlos Correa. He hasn't signed anywhere yet. He's such a poster boy, Deary. For the guy who should be the MVP front runner or at least a top five MVP candidate every year. And he never is. He never is. I know he can get on base and he could be solid, but I just don't ever want to take Carlos Correa as my starting shortstop or really my starting middle infielder or third base if he ends up moving to third base. I'm just not interested. Oh, I I mean, I absolutely agree. I mean, he had 2000, 2019. 2019, 2020, not injured, obviously off injured throughout his career. Um, Last two seasons, he's been healthy. And in 2021, he put up some good numbers, but you got to look deeper into those numbers. 26 home runs in 2021, 104 runs, 92 RBIs. That's it. He's not going to give you stolen bases at all. He did bet 291 last year, 22 home runs, but you can get 22 home runs and 291 average from a lot of different shortstops out there. So yeah, he seems to be that like poster boy of being one of the top three to five, you know, fantasy or even major league shortstops. And I don't believe he's there. He's always on the cusp of being outside that top seven or eight. I mean, can he be dependable? Sure. But like, I'm not taking him with the depth that we have at shortstop. He's not a guy I'm going to zero in on because he's, he's not going to give you more than just a couple average categories that he's going to supply for you. Yep. And he stood there like the house by the side of the road and watched it go by, struck him off. Yep, uh, he'll strike out a bit, no more than anybody else. I'm not saying that, but I'm just, I'd rather stand by like the house by the side of the road and watch Carlos Correa go by. I don't want to sign him to a deal at all. No, thank you. I would love to get my hands on Carlos Rodon. I think he has reinvented himself and proven himself to be a reliable starter that you can count on. Even if you get 150 innings out of him, they're going to be great innings. That slider is unstoppable, and he's in his prime now. I would. Very much signed Carlos Rodon to a, you know, three to four year deal. You know, I don't know if he'll get five years like DeGrom got. I'd be shocked if he got any more than that for sure. Uh, there's talk that maybe the Dodgers bring Rodon in. And even though I don't like the Dodgers, I kind of like the look of Carlos Rodon in a Dodgers uniform. I, it looks, there's uh, mild shades of Sandy Koufax. He's a lefty like Sandy once upon a time. I, he doesn't have the the same breaker Sandy had. I'm not saying that, but I would love, I would like to see Rodon and Dodger blue. For some reason it makes sense. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people had a lot of trepidation on drafting him last year. Cause he had this, you know, huge breakout season in 2021 with the white Sox. And he arguably had an even better season in San Francisco last year, 178 mm-hmm. innings. His strikeouts were down a little bit, but that ERA was really good. The XFIP and FIP were fantastic. Uh, and he had career best 6.5% home run to fly ball rate, which is really, really good. So I think he's going to be another solid guy for 175 innings. 
is it the Dodgers? Is it the, is it the Yankees? Uh, you know, we'll see. That's right. We will definitely see. I can't wait to see how it goes. Flawless victory. Yes, sir. We're live here on the Palazzo Podcast. Two L's and two Z's. You talk. If you're new to the show. Give me two. Just talking about the winter meetings fallout, some of the deals that have happened, some players who haven't signed yet. Correa, <laughs> no thank you. Not interested at all at any price or any length. No Correa. Not today, not ever. Carlos Radon, yes, thumbs up. I would definitely like that. But. Let's talk about another player that we haven't discussed yet, dearie. And, you know, you look across the landscape and you think, boy, there's some mega deals that have gone down. But one we I think is maybe the best signing of the bunch is the Cardinals signing Wilson Contreras. It's a really shrewd signing. And it shoves it in the Cubs' face, too. I mean, all those snobby Cubs fans got to be pissed that their guy, Wilson Contreras, who they didn't trade at the deadline, by the way. Remember, they were pissed that they didn't trade him at the deadline, got nothing for him, and now he walks. I know they'll probably get a compensatory pick, right, because he signs with another team. But mm-hmm. not only is it another team, dude, it's the rival Cardinals. Yeah, it, it, it's pretty wild that he ends up going to the biggest rival. And this is a guy you can pencil 80 RBIs and 20 home runs for Wilson Contreras with a nice batting average. It's crazy looking at the landscape of catchers now. I feel like there's 9 to 10 really good catchers that can go in the top maybe 120, 130. I mean, Rio Muto. I mean, Dalton Varsho had a fantastic season last year. I mean, just looking at ADP right now, Wilson Contreras is probably seven. He's about sixth or seventh when it comes to ADP on NFBC.com right now for catchers. And he's going at 97 right now. And I, I think he's just a solid guy. I mean, the only guys you have in front of him, Alejandro Kirk, who had a fantastic season last year. Salvador Perez, who, of course, was oft injured last year. Will Smith's ahead of him. Adley Rushman, we'll see what he can do in year two. But Contreras is a fantastic signing by the Cardinals, you know, and they, they reloaded, you know, that Arenado and Goldschmidt had two really, really solid seasons. And now you throw a catcher in there to replace Molina and uh, great signing by uh, the Cardinals. Yep. And you rip off your rival. It's the best. And now he can burn them for the next five years. Wilson Contreras will fade as a catcher, but he's still going to catch. And he is one of the best hitting catchers in the game of baseball right now. That is a fact, Jack. You can lock that one in for sure. Booyah. I tell you this too. Oh, here we go. Remember when? <laughs> remember when Guile says, "Remember when Contreras tried to slide into Mia Khalifa's DMs?" <laughs> what <the laughs> Why no, does Guile I, know this? I had no idea. I, I, I miss. I miss this one. Yes, I remember. Mia Khalifa was a touted porn star. <laughs> now she's just a sports like a broadcast, like a sports analyst. I don't know. She does like sports. <laughs> anal- she goes to games and has like sports discussions. I don't know, but she doesn't get nude okay. and she doesn't want you to talk about her past anymore. Let's leave it in the past. So that's what you do when you retire from the adult industry is you move into sports. Yeah. If you're a beautiful woman and you're sick of having sex on camera for money, you can just slide into the sports world and you know, guys are always going to, they're going to, how do I say it? Gonna, guys Giles are going to guy. Yeah, guys are going to guy. Beautiful. Guys Thank are gonna you. Raise guys. Guys. Yeah. Giles says, found your boy out in left field. That's right. Justin Henry Malloy. He's going to be a starting left fielder for the Detroit Tigers sooner than later. Chad says, the Cardinals need to just stop drafting catching prospects because they keep burying them behind vets. Poor Yvonne Herrera. Yes. I know that you were really stoked about Von Herrera. And I actually, he got a cup of coffee last year. He looked okay in spelling the now retired Yadi Molina. By the way, fairly well. Yadi Molina. He's done, dearie. Do you have a a eulogy for the retired Yadi Molina? Is he a Hall of Famer? Yeah, he's most likely a Hall of Famer. Uh, I prefer his brother Benji. <laughs> Benji? <laughs> what about uh Benji? Benji looked just like Bartolo Colon, you know, same stature. Uh, wait a minute. Is there Benji and Yachty, and then there's another one, Benny or Angie? <laughs> I thought there was like three Frankie. Molina brothers. Well, there is three. Who is the third? Guile, check yeah, in here. Know. Who's that third Molina? Yeah, let us know who that is. Guile's got a New York Daily News. Baseball, Wilson Contreras slides. Okay, there it is. 
He was Wilson Contreras was rejected by Mia Khalifa when he tried to slide into her DMs. That's official link from the New York Daily News. Thank you, Guile. Appreciate that. You can always trust Guile to find the source. Oh, Jose Molina. That's right, Jose. Jose is he? Okay. Is he the guy who hit for the cycle and got it with that amazing triple? He like he was a big guy, slow guy, but he legged out this triple. Or it was either him or it's either Benji. him or Benji. Yeah, it was awesome. Oh. Name your the Molina, Molina brothers. Yeah, the Molina brothers are a they're an institution of catching, and hopefully there should be more Molinas. Are the brothers having kids? When's the next batch <laughs> of Molinas to be catching in Major League Baseball? We need more of them. Maybe they won't show an up. Industry of Molinas. I don't know. I just I want an ask, endless ask supply me, ask, of Molinas. Maybe that's why Mia didn't uh, hop on board. Maybe there's too many kids in that family. Well, that was Wilson Contreras. Maybe there's something about Wilson that just wasn't cool. Maybe we're missing something <laughs> that the that Mia knows. Oh, here it is. Yeah, Benji was a ranger who hit for the cycle. Yep, it was Benji. That's what I thought. Okay, thanks. I've seen the video. There's a great video of that. Go on YouTube and look up Benji Molina legging out the triple to get the cycle. It was the last hit he needed to get the cycle, and he got it, and it, uh, he hauled ass. He hauled ass, I will say that. But uh, this is for Yadio Molina. I'll never forget you, buddy. Was he on the team that beat the Tigers in 06 or no? Yes. Yeah, is that old? Good God. Well, Yadi, you were an excellent catcher, excellent defensive catcher. You had some really clutch home runs at times, and you won a World Series or two with the Cardinals. So congratulations. Um, sucks that you beat our Tigers. We didn't want that to happen, but you were super young. Go Tigers. And you didn't that know anything. That was so better. long ago. <laughs> yeah, it was 16 years ago. Seems like yesterday. I, I remember it flew by when it happened, too. Like, Tigers <laughs> are in the playoffs? Now they're going to the World Series? And then it and was then over. It just, yeah, then it just ended. And then when the they played the Giants, we're like, we're really going to, like, soak this one in. And, and that ended just as quickly. Yeah, I'm glad I went to bed every night. I was a teacher at that time when the Giants played the Tigers in the 2012 World Series. I, I remember being in bed. Night. Yeah, I never, like, met up for, like, a World Series party. I'm like, all right, I'm going to watch a game at home in my bedroom. And the first game set the tone. It was over. Three home runs from the Panda against yeah. Verlander in game one. That's it. I was like, all right, I'm going to bed. Thanks, JV. I didn't miss a damn thing. Then he won two World Series after he left us. He left us! Ah, shit, it sucks. All right. Uh, a couple other moves here I wanted to get to. Blah, 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 blah. Kenley Jansen, two-year deal with the Red Sox. $32 million. The one thing we hopefully don't have to worry about now is the Boston bullpen. <laughs> Red and Sox bullpen and who their closer's going to be. <laughs> That was hell on earth last year. Last year, the Red Sox and the Reds' bullpens were two horrendous bullpens. Like, David Bell, so bad at managing a bullpen. And then Alex Cora, who doesn't deserve to be lumped in with David Bell as a manager, but he was because of the way they treated Garrett Whitlock and Tanner Houck, and they went back and forth and in and out. And now they've got Kenley Jansen. Though I'm not I'm not a fan of Kenley Jansen, I thought he wouldn't do well in Atlanta. I was wrong about that last year. He was rock solid. He got saves. He was a closer who was serviceable on a good team, and now he goes to the Red Sox. And though he's not going to be a super dominant closer, he'll rack up the saves, and you know you can rely on him to be in the lineup, right? Yeah, I mean, if he's going to get, you know, if he's going to be healthy and be able to be in the back end of that bullpen, it should be 30 saves easy. And, you know, what he's done over the last couple of years is he's changed some of his pitch mix a little bit to where he's not depending on just one or two pitches. So, I mean, it was a huge bounce back last year because people thought he he was dead to rights last year and, you know, moved on over and, and had a pretty solid year. I believe he had 40 saves last year. Yeah, the dude is... I mean, he's getting up there in terms of possible Hall of Fame territory. I know it's always complicated with closers in the Hall of Fame. I mean, Trevor Hoffman has, what, 600 and something saves, right? <laughs> Mariano Rivera passed Hoffman. And Kenley Jansen, for his career, in terms of saves, he's got 391. That's pretty good. But I don't know if it's Hall of Fame he, worthy. He, he might. He's got to have two more he years. Gotta get, he got to get to 500. Yeah, 500, you think? Okay, yeah. Well... If he could get 70 combined saves over the next two years of the Red Sox, that'll get him closer. And if he can have one more year, he could crack 500. That's doable. Uh, but when will I draft Kenley? Will I draft him at all? 
I'm not sure I will. Genius, genius, genius. I never do. I never draft Kenley Jansen, and maybe it's cost me. Maybe I always never find have. saves. Why would I draft Kenley Jansen when I could get Daniel Bard last year? Wow, what a season Daniel Bard had last year on a team that you would not expect someone to get as many saves and have an ERA below two. He was, I, I scooped him up as a free agent in a lot of leagues last year because they're like, people are just like, no way. He's not going to be able to repeat what he did. And he was even better last year in Colorado. Yeah. Kenley Jensen had 41 saves last year, but Daniel Bard had wow. 34. And I, you mm-hmm. got him as a free agent, as you said, dear. You picked him up off the scrap heap for nothing. Thirty-four saves. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna find those guys every year, and uh, you know why draft Kenley Jansen in the top six seven rounds when you can get a Daniel Bard past the twentieth round? Is that guy gonna be here this year? Who knows? I mean, Daniel Bard, I think, is like thirty seven, thirty eight years old, so it'd be really he interesting is. to see yeah. where he slots this year in terms of ADP. He's an old man. He's been around. He's been around for a while, and I can understand why people don't trust it, but I still think if it's not him. There's somebody else out there. There's always somebody else out there. You don't trust Kenley Jansen? Wait on a closer. Get trusted. I'll wait too. It won't be Daniel Bard maybe this year, but it'll be someone else. Child, please. I'm telling you, it happens every damn year. Mm-hmm. Wait on saves. Don't pay for saves. You want to pay for Josh Hader? Look what happened to Josh Hader last year. The ultimate. I mean, that was a huge bust, a huge bust. But someone will tell you, that's an outlier. That's not typical. So I roll this Chapman. Steve wants to know, do y'all trust the Rays to pull some Tyler Anderson bullshit with Zach Eflin? Yeah, that's a, <laughs> that's a deal we should talk about. Zach Eflin, he got a, a big deal as far as the Rays are concerned. I think it was three years for $41 million. That's a lot of money for the Rays to spend on Zach Eflin of all people. How do you dis- how do you explain that, dearie? How do you describe what the Rays were thinking here? Are they still the smartest organization in the room? I mean, Zach Eflin is still only 29 years old. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, <laughs> but like, does his numbers really jump out at you? He doesn't strike out a ton of guys. His ERA the last three, four seasons has been really nice. It's sat around four, which is, you know, right, right, right below league average. But like 75 his fit the last, last three year. years. His FIP under the last three years, 339, 368, 356. Maybe they see something under the hood here that they can adjust to get to that FIP and make that FIP a reality. If they can get a guy who's a 350 ERA, 360 ERA pitcher that they can get 120-plus innings out of, that's worth the price they're paying. Yeah, I just wonder, is he going to go back to where he's given up six, 16% home run to fly ball rate? Last year was down to 9.6, which was 5% lower than his career average. But, I yeah. mean, the Rays seem to do this all the time. They they find the needle in the haystack. Uh, can Zach Evelyn get back to 2019, Zach Evelyn, where he had 163 innings? I don't know. Well, remember, Evelyn's been with the Phillies his entire career, so this will be his first new organization. And do I trust the Phillies more or the Rays more to get the most out of a pitcher? I probably would trust the Rays more. I would. Uh, no disrespect to our former GM and – the guy who tried to win us a title but couldn't build a bullpen in Dave Dombrowski, who <laughs> he knows how to spend big money. I say that about Dave. He's he's the master at signing those big ass contracts. Trey Turner and yeah, he did it with Prince Fielder and he's done he's done it with Bryce Harper. He brought Bryce Harper in too, right? I mean, he just wherever he goes, he loves us. He did a big money. Brought JD Martinez to Boston before he left there as well. I think. Kyle says, spend the offseason at driveline manipulating his fastball shape. Ooh, that's fun. Driveline talk. Driveline, driveline. Driveline, driveline, driveline. Chad says, JP Fireisen underwent surgery on his right shoulder Wednesday. So he's a reliever. Well, he's been a reliever and maybe a spot starter for the Rays. Fireisen had a general cleanup, and he'll be out for four months. So that's... Okay, well, that's big news is in the bullpen. and spot starter for the Rays? Like, they have nine starting pitchers at all times? Like... We're going four innings, and then the next guy's coming in. God damn it. Baker Mayfield is playing tonight. That's so stupid. There's Hey, get this football talk out of here. I love you for listening, look, but no football here. I Okay, look, I just got to say, okay, yeah, Chad's going to say, side note, football note, the Rams are a dumpster fire, and they are starting yes. Wolford, and not even 30 minutes later, it's Baker, a quarterback, and they're down 10 nothing. Okay, there you go. Yeah. Well, well, good. They're giving their first-round pick to the Lions anyways. Yeah, it's great news Keep for the losing. Lions, dude. It's a crazy time right now, dear. I know football doesn't matter anymore, but the Wolverines are a national title contender, and the Lions are in a playoff hunt, and they look like a real team. It's really bizarre. It's the Lions really, have really, scored 30 really points, 
30.6 times. That's more than any other team in the league. It's wild. That's incredible. It's absolutely incredible. What's up, Jasper? My man, there he is. Jasper was uh, in the show earlier. We did the prospect show a couple hours ago, and he was talking about how happy he was with my college football picks, which are part of the Patreon. I've been dropping my college football picks in there because I work at FTN, which is... Oh, we got a breaking story here. Look at this. Brandon Nimmo in the New York Mets. Eight-year, $162 million. Breaking news. Breaking news. Eight-year deal? (laughs) Eight years for Brandon Nimmo. Steve Cohen loves to spend money, man. Who can spend money like Steve Cohen? It's amazing, these guys that are 30, 31 years years old, and they're getting eight-plus years. Brandon Nimmo, eight years. I thought Brandon Nimmo, four, five-year deal tops. Eight-year deal. Wow, and you want him. me to change? Fuck you! So that's Steve Cohen. He doesn't change. He's just going to keep spending money until the Mets win a World Series. So, yeah, how about that? Oh, Nimmo made off with the steal. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. The Wolfpons aren't there anymore. Bernie Madoff died. He's dead now. So, although it is funny. I love to make fun of uh, the Wilpons and Bernie Madoff was a scumbag. So, Chad says... Off one goodish season offensively, eh, that's not really fair to Nimmo. He's had a couple of solid years, not an elite year, but well, he's that's kind of been a 162 million dollars. He's kind of a platoon player for a couple of years, and then really got the public. Well, well he got the lead off for them. Well, because he stayed healthy, it wasn't a platoon. Is he wouldn't stay healthy? That was the problem. Neck problems, all kinds of issues for Brandon Nimmo. Mm-hmm. And it looks like a big number because it's 162 million dollars, but it's eight years. It's 20 million dollar player. That's that's fine. In today's world, a $20 million player in MLB is not a massive talent. It's just not. I mean, Verlander signed a two-year deal for $86 million. He's getting paid <laughs> nearly $45 million a year. Jose Quintana is getting, getting $13 million a year. Tyler Anderson's getting $13 million a year. Mm-hmm. See? Martin yeah. Perez is getting $20 million a year. It's only one year, but still $20 million. Well, I know Brandon Nimmo's a fan favorite of the Mets, and I'm glad that he stayed in New York there. I think he wanted to stay, and he just got the security he wanted. Eight years for a guy who's been injured a lot. Getting an eight-year deal is incredible. It really is incredible. <laughs> good for him, yeah. So, good for him. Good for you, buddy. I'm happy for Brandon Nimmo. I've always liked him. I enjoyed him last year. He, he was solid for me. Had some moments. Still not enough power. I'd like to see yeah. more power, but I haven't seen that. Then again, the power disappeared last year. And by the way, dear, here's another point. There was this report that came out the other day where somebody confirmed that baseball used three different balls. What the hell have <laughs> no I been telling you people? I've been saying this all the time. You don't need to tell me that they've been using three balls because I know that they change the ball all the time. And you never know what ball's in play. Chris Bassett went crazy about that last year. Remember after the game back in April or May, Chris Bassett went batshit crazy on MLB because you never know what ball you're using. We have no idea. We can't trust it. And ball's going to fly all over the place. It's just ridiculous. So... It's not news, I guess, is my point No, it's here. not. The baseball I mean, our, is fucked with, always will be. <laughs> it's like, holy shit, we hit June, and now we're using a racquetball when at the start of the season we were just using a rock. Like, it, it's a, it's absurd. So I'm not surprised it's it's three balls. You talked about it so much last year, and, it, I mean, it makes sense. I'm not surprised. Yeah, same old shit. Not news to me, folks. People don't want to talk about it, though, because they want to focus on uh, – on something that doesn't seem like an integrity violation. They want the sport to feel that it's a good spot. And I said this earlier, Christian Crespo popped in our live chat. He's in our Discord. He's always answering questions in the plot. So Discord, two L's, two Z's. He's a great guy. He knows the game very well. Give me two. And he was talking about how much he's enjoying baseball right now. He's, I love the game. I love baseball right now. And I get that. But I'm not gonna. we're not going to close our eyes here. We're not going to. Turn a blind eye and forget about the fact that baseball manipulates their balls. You don't know what the hell's going on half the time. So when you try to make sense and project a season to come, how can you do that if you don't know which baseball's in play? How can well, you we really about honestly this last do that? Year, are, are, were they suppressing the baseball to bring down contracts? Clearly that's not happening at all because these contracts are bigger than ever. Yeah. Well, I'm glad to see the money being spent, the players getting money. Good for them. I'd like to see... You know, the length of years, people sacrificed the average amount of money they got per year, like Trey Turner. He could have got 342 million total, but he took 300. 
but he got 11 years. So I, I don't begrudge that. But just remember that every player who makes more money increases it for the lesser thans and the people who are at the scrap heap in the bottom. It's important. It does yeah, have an impact. You look at Trey Turner, it's it's sure it's 11 years, but it's actually only $27 million a year in yeah. 2032. What is $27 million a year going to mean? That's going to be nothing. Yeah, like I said, Verlander making about $45 million a year. So, <laughs> of course, it's only two years. That's the sacrifice. Chad says, are we jumping on the Jason Hayward comeback in Los Angeles? <laughs> comeback. Well, he did make a good point in the Discord earlier today that they didn't sign Cody Bellinger. They non-tendered Cody Bellinger, and they signed Jason Hayward to a minor league deal. So, basically, they're paying nothing for the same player because what you get from Hayward, what you get from Bellinger right now, not that big of a difference. That was a great point by my guy, Ben in the plots of discord earlier. Kyle said Deary's face when Govier said manipulating the balls was perfect. There you go. Yep. That's always fun. Ball talk. Jeff Passett of ESPN reports. The Mets have agreed to a one-year deal with David Robertson. Woohoo! Yeah! David Robertson updates live on the show here. Woo! Get those holds. Get those Steve holds. Cohen strikes back. Yeah, that's funny. Congratulations on David Robertson and being a New York Matt. He stays in the NL East in that part of the country. So hopefully his family doesn't get too upset by that because Philly and New York are very close. Uh, all right, I think that's pretty much it. Anybody else we didn't talk about, Deary, before we hit the road here? No, I don't think so. Uh, interesting to see what shakes out with these four or five other uh, you know, big-time prospects, or not prospects, but free agents to see where they go. And uh, we'll talk about it next time we check in. Yeah, we will. Uh, maybe we'll do one more show before the new year. But then after the new year, we're going to ramp it up. We're going to get to business. Of course, I said Cody Bellinger did sign a one-year. Basically, it was a qualifying offer size in terms of money, about $17.5 million. So he gets to prove himself in Chicago. Will Cody Bellinger show that he's got the MVP left in him or not in 2023, Deary? I want to know what you think. I don't think it could be as think- bad as it. There's no way it can be as bad as it was last year. Um, I, I think there's a little bit of a bounce back, but I'm I'm not drafting him. So the Dodgers non-tender him, right? Dodgers know what they're doing, you would think. They seem to know what they're doing. They're a pretty solid organization. At the same time, this is a former MVP who's going to be one year further removed from the shoulder injury that supposedly was really the culprit here, but he also learned new habits that are bad. The question is, can he undo the bad habits? Or is the power zapped forever? If the ball's dead anyways, I I know the ball could change. There could be three different balls in play. But generally speaking, the ball was dejuiced last year. So knowing all that, what could we really rely on for a Cody Bellinger comeback? What factor, what variable gives us a possible hope that Bellinger can be even half the player he was as an MVP in 2019. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, ho- hope, hopefully he's healthy, but he, I mean, he's got to go back to what he was. I mean, just looking at these last two years, his plate discipline was just awful. And the last two years, just the worst strikeout percentage uh, percentage of his career. And his walk rate was under 10% when he was a guy that was consistently 13, 14%. So we'll see. Still yeah. could, you know, steal some bases, give you 10 swipes. But I mean, that 210 batting average is just miles away from what it was in 2019 when he had this unbelievable season where he batted 305, 47 home runs, 15 stolen bases, 115 RBIs. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, Mike Clevenger was a White Sox. That happened like a month ago. So, woohoo! Yay! Yippee! Not excited for that. All right, so much more to discuss. We'll be back soon. I wanted to mention a couple things. I was on Nick Pollock and Friends this week. It's a non-fantasy baseball show, though. Nick Pollock is the pitcher list guy. So if you want to hear some non-fantasy baseball discussion, just talking about life, uh, check that one out. Nick Pollock and Friends. Had a lot of fun with Nick. We talked about the business, too. So if you're curious about how to get involved in this, or should I be a podcaster? Should I be writing? You know, we talked about some of that stuff. And hopefully you can learn a thing or two because Nick knows what he's doing. And I am learning. And then uh, the FTN Fantasy Baseball Guide for 2023. I work at FTN. We're going to be releasing that guide in a couple of weeks. It's going to be out right before Christmas, I think. So stay tuned for that. I'm working on my piece of the puzzle we got a bunch of people who are going to be involved in this who are involved with this same ones that were there last year and even newer ones this year it's only going to be better the ftn fantasy baseball draft guide for 2023 
Make sure you keep an eye on that on my Twitter feed, MJ Govier. Follow Chris Deary, C. Deary1999. I am Michael Govier. He's Christopher Deary. You talk. Two L's, two Z's. It's a podcast. We thank you guys for checking in with us. It's great to be back for one night, and we're looking forward to 2023. Now it's time to turn it over to the one and only, the master of fantasy baseball when it comes to movies. There's no guy in Hollywood who loves fantasy baseball. Like old Bozo Russell Crowe. See you, everybody. Right, lads. Now, I know there's not a faint heart among you. And I know you're as anxious as I am to get into close action. But we must bring him right up beside us before we spring this trap. That will test our nerve. And discipline will count just as much as courage. The Acheron is a tough nut to crack. More than twice our guns, more than twice our numbers. And they will sell their lives dearly. They mean to take us as a prize. <laughs> and we are worth more to them undamaged. Their greed will be their downfall. England is under threat of invasion. And though we be on the far side of the world, this ship is our home. This ship is England. So it's every hand to his rope or gun, quicks the word and sharps the action. After all, surprise is on our side. <laughs> For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.